0: Okay, good morning, everyone. We're learning this whole week. We're learning Leilu Nishmas, um David's mother, Tsiril Basarav Eliyahu. Also, happy anniversary to you. Yeah. And, um, also, and also for that of Gavriel Yaakov ben David Yoshua, the Orenstein Bar Mitzvah boy. And Leilu Nishmas Yisacher Mendel ben Tzvi Alter. And also Leilu Nishmas Moshe Eliezer ben David, Abba Shel Tova. Today's also in my family a very special day. Today's the yirtzit of my grandfather, my namesake, Reb Shlomo ben bin Reb Shmuel Yeah, the 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 OG Shlomo Katz. <laughs> so it's my abba. Yeah, this is ready. my abba was 14 when my grandfather was niftar. This. this is this is a long, long time ago. Tehinishmasa tzura in the past, honestly, on days like today, when you wake up, you see there's a yid that's killed this morning, 18 injured, three that are critical. This is a, it's almost, sometimes I've been, when the Rebbeim, I'll tell you, when I grew up here in, in high school, and he had the suicide bombings. And there were some consecutive suicide bombings, Sunday morning suicide bombings in Yerushalayim. And these things would happen, and the Rebbeim would just go to shir right away. Afterwards, the shame, we have to continue, They turned me off. I actually couldn't take it. It pushed me very far. It made me feel that people are desensitized and that we're on automatic pilot. And that's what's choshiv, right? And there's still a part of me that feels that. It feels like it very, very strongly. There's an inside, there's this place in me that says, um, you can't keep on going. Something this is something has to change right now, right? And I feel that over the years with the, with the inspiration of all of you of coming back and strong in you know, such a beautiful minion this morning and we're keeping on coming and learning I do feel that this isn't autopilot I do feel like Dafka like this being consciousness that we're learning Beshem Kol Yisrael right now unless, re, unless we are really dodging drafts or dodging calls from the Mossad which maybe some of you are, I don't know I wouldn't put it past a few of you in this room. Actually, it kind of intimidates me on certain Shabbatot. But that's another story. This is B'shem Kol Yisrael. We're in this. We're in this. We're thinking about every. We're thinking about the, the Shiva house that's starting later tonight. We're thinking about the families that are crying right now by the bed of their loved ones in the hospitals. This is B'shem Kol Yisrael. And the more that we are learning is that with that consciousness of B'shem Kol Yisrael. The more that I feel very strongly that there's nothing we should be doing other than what we're doing right now, just better, stronger, and deeper, and with a bigger heart. So, um, as I, you know, every I was, I was sharing with some of you yesterday, it was a very, very high. It seemed like ten hours, but a minute and a half with Rav Yaakov Meir Afterwards, I went to another tzaddik, Rivich and Meyer Morgenstern, and he and it's a completely different chamber of light. There, if you even pull out, you know, one of these Amalek devices, they'll will throw you out of there in a second. There's no, you can't. And they, they, there's like there's shomrim that like, there's this guy's walking around with is like shomrim, saying, who doesn't look like he really belongs here? And where are his hands going? Into, into what pocket is, is his hands going? So I was with a, a, a relative, and he just wanted to send a message to his What? The second his hand went to his pocket, some guy jumped at him and said... It's a, there was no capturing. Right, right. Now we did something interesting. We put on the voice memos on, in the pocket, before he walked into the room. So at least there's the voice of the Tzadik on it. But I was thinking how it was, it was, it's two different tzaddikim that live seven minutes from each other, two completely different worlds of life. And I'm thinking about this tzaddik also, the Piyasetz, the Rebbe, what he's talking. And what other tzaddikim may have thought of him while he was saying these words live. Today, when he says words like this, we're living in a door where we're like, of course, what's the Hindush? <laughs> it has to be like this. Our, our, our davening has to be like this. Our avodat Hashem has to be like this. But what were people saying in his time about him? Then this morning I was thinking, I don't know why, because someone called yesterday and said, Are you, is there going to be a guitar at halal t- uh, Thursday morning? Thinking that only if there's a guitar now in today's day and age, that makes it a musical halal I don't know. I never thought of it like that. I, I, you know, we take out the guitar here certain times in the year. It's not this Indian that every time there's halal It doesn't need to be. The davening itself could be strong enough as it should be, right? I was thinking like, so, but sometimes you have to wake up the am and do something that's very different. Reb Shlomo, I, I, I found this video. 1985, Reb was leading slichas in the Karbach Shul, barely got a minion, mamish, and he pulled out the guitar. Not because he was he was he was singing kohanim Lavadasam for like half an hour before he started slichas. And I was thinking, like, to be able to be sensitive to what the Dora needs can only come from a place of absolute bitul from shemaim. And the tzaddik that has absolute bitul to Shemayim and bitul for Amiso, he's zochit to carry some kind of a torch of a message, which may seem a little bit odd, bazman, like as it's happening, you know, in the eyes of the brios, but they're not, living in, they're not living in the confines of time anyway. So they're not constricted by the time itself because they're me'ala zman. They're me'ala, it's You understand? They're me'al azman. The zman dictates to them, this is not how a Rav talks, this is not how a Rav speaks, but they're living behind, you know, above that concept of Zman, people say, don't say, I think to a certain extent, even though it may not sound the same, but I think the Rav was the same way. I think the Rav, I think Rav Soloveitchik was the same way, where he to write Koldo Dodi to say what he said in Koldo Dodi today it's such a given. Of course, when you read, when you read, code, of course, but, but back then to write like that, and everything he did, so we should be so sort to have a to have a chelik of being kosher to what the, what this door needs, and it can only come from bittul to the rebbeim and being and actually being mevutal to the concept called nishmas klal yisroel, everyone. Only like that, I think it could really, you know, it could really sink in somewhere, and that's what we're seeing right now in this sefer. So if you could open up, please, in daf nuntet. Does everyone have a safer? Does anyone need a safer? Everyone has? You need a safer? No, no, I have, there, there's, more, there's more. Can you go into the office, Shaul, in a big bag, in the Aron, on the right side on the bottom, there's a bunch of them. In a bag, in the Aron, on the right side. Thank you so much. The last thing we learned about, uh, Nuntet, nun right? Yeah, Nuntet. The last thing we learned about, was the amazing concept? It's like, man, remember this about Sofek Brachos L'Hakel, in support, In support, it's incredible. <laughs> an incredible chiddush. It's it's the Alter and It's not a chiddush. It's more a play on, on a concept. The altar is amazing. Hachvanah uh, for us about if you don't believe that the moment that you turn to Hashem. And you say, regardless of where my davening was yesterday, right now I want to, I'm going to be, it's going to be better. Like, like the Ramam speaks about Kabbalah al-Habah. Right now I'm accepting upon myself that my davening is going to be better tomorrow. Even though you said that 500,000 times already, at that moment that you say that, if you don't believe that Hashem is you your, your, your tefillah right now, then there's, there may be a problem with the bracha that you say, Chalon <laughs> Amar because you said you, you proclaimed God as someone that's always forgiving, right? To those that are coming to Him in forgiveness. And you're coming and you're saying, I'm, I'm going to be better this time, I'm going to be better, and then, but really there's like a wink inside of you because you're not really sure you're going to follow through, but Hashem believes that you're going to follow through. So this, the, the Rebbe is ma'atzim, he's strengthening the person that has this moment of a yirhur tshuva, and he's saying, just go with it. Don't think about how many times you had this before and it didn't work. Just go with this. Do you remember what story this reminds us of? A very important story. Do you remember the story with the, with the Ger Chassid that comes to the Kotel? I said it here a few years ago. And then I realized that where I heard it, that person found it by Rav Biederman, Because I saw by Rav Biederman too. Do you remember that this is a very important story. This is one of my favorite stories. A Ger Chassid is about to go back to America after learning in the Ger Yeshiva here for a certain man. And he goes to the Kotel the night before he leaves, or the night he's leaving. I don't remember exactly, whatever. He's at the Kotel, he's davening, he had a beautiful Zman, he's got a going back to America. And then he sees, oh my God, the, the Ger Rebbe is standing right in the corner by the Kotel. He's like, oh my God. He's, you have to understand, in Ger, there's really, you know, Ger, I'm from my family, my mother's side, we're from Ger. There's a Mora Mokom, there's, there's Mora Rabcha. It's a serious thing. Real Yira from the Rav. Not, not in an unholy, unhealthy way. Real, real Yira. It's Malchus there. And he's suddenly alone at the Kotel with the Ger and Tush two Gabaim. Today would never happen. Today, if he went to the Kotel, it would be like. Th- first of all, there'd be 30,000 Fasidim. And there'd be about 300 Gabaim in Risham they right, First of all, they'd close off the Kotel, right? <laughs> so it would never happen. But this is what happened, I think, in the. Based on who the tzaddikim were, probably in the 70s, early 70s, mid-70s. So he's thinking, oh my God, what am I going to do? I hope he doesn't see me. This is too crazy. And as he's davening, what he should do right now, please, please don't let him see me, but I want to talk to you, Hashem. He feels an arm, on his sho- a hand on his shoulder. He looks, it's the Ger He's thinking, oh my God. <laughs> Can you imagine what's going on inside of him? And the Ger looks at him and says to him, whatever his name was, tell me, what's the greatest thing about Hashem? you Remember this story? I, well, I better, be, I got to do a better job with giving over stories, because this, this one, I didn't, you can't forget this one. It says, what's the greatest thing about Hashem? The greatest thing? What, what kind of question, you know, <laughs> what kind of question is that? And the Ger Rebbe is asking him, what's the greatest thing about Hashem? so he's like, he, obviously he didn't say a word and the Gerber continues and he says you know, the greatest thing about Hashem is that he never laughs and he walks away what? <laughs> the, the Chassid has no idea what just happened he has to catch his flight, he goes to the airport and he's thinking about this for months in <laughs> time that Rebbe was Nifter and the next Rebbe I think it was the Lev Simcha so now he comes back to the, for the next man, and the, the, you meet with the Rosh Yeshiva, you meet with the, with the Rebbe for, I don't know, like a two minute Yechidus or something, and he asks him, how was, your, how was your Zman? What was it like? So listen to this. The Chasid says, well, I was very bothered by the last thing that I was, t- what I heard the last time I was here, right? He said, what happened? He said, I came to the Kotla, I saw the Rebbe's father, and the Rebbe's father asked me, what's the greatest thing about Hashem? And he said no. And he said Hashem, that, God, that Hashem never laughs. So, and the and the looked like like I'm going crazy for months trying to understand what that means. Ah, the Rebbe says, let me tell you something. It's the beginning of this month right now, yeah. There are a bunch of bachrim here that they They already didn't come for shacharis tomorrow. At the, this morning. They're probably not gonna come tomorrow, and I know it's gonna happen. I'm gonna give them a shmooz, I'm gonna speak to them directly, and they're all gonna tell me, Oh yeah, 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 no, we're, we're gonna it's gonna get better, we're gonna do it. In two weeks the same thing's gonna happen, and they're gonna stop coming to Minyan again. There'll be another shmooz, and they'll say, This time I'm gonna really do it, and they'll come for two mornings, then they'll stop. Then after this after the El Teshra month, then Cheshvan will come and it will happen again. And they're going to stop coming to Minyan, and I'm going to tell them, you know, you really have to start to come to Minyan. And they're going to say, no, 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 we're for sure going to come. And by Hanukkah, this happens, the fourth time I have to give this shmooz, because they're going to stop to come to Minyan. And I'm going to have to tell them, again, how much they have to come. And they're going to tell me again, no, no, this time we're going to start coming to Minyan for sure, no way. No way we're going to miss it. And then I'm going to start to laugh. Why? Because they know, and I know, that they're never coming to Minyan, Right? But the Rebun never laughs. That's the deepest story. The is that the moment you have a hirhur Tshuva, you may be laughing. Hashem never laughs. He never laughs. The moment you feel, you feel like getting your act together. The moment you have a, some kind of this, Hashem never laughs. God never laughs so the, I think the last thing we saw here, what the Rebbe was saying is like I know what you're thinking Avrech the PSS the Rebbe is saying you've done this before you've been here before maybe you're laughing but the e. Rebbe, the Rebbe never laughs the moment that you say I want to be better just out there it reminds me because Zev is here do you remember, I, remember like when I started when, I, when we were in Yeshiva and music started happening more and more Minyan was happening less and less in Chakras. Okay, Not for you. I'm, saying, I'm talking about myself. You were always at Minyan. I was always in the music. right? <laughs> so one day, and I was on, and once in a while, I was the only Kohen in Yeshiva. How did my Rosh Yeshiva come and give me Musa the next day at morning Seder? He would say, "Katz, on behalf of the Yeshiva, I want to thank you all for returning us to Golis this morning. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was no Berkaz Kohanim, because there was no Dochanim. <laughs> Oh, that was so good. It was this way, and you know what? It, it, it worked. It a For a day. Huh? A oh, it was beyond litvish chas. It was the best yeshiva. It was, nah, it was the best yeshiva. Okay. The litvish, the litvish, the litvish, the litvish. Yeah, and Tanya. <laughs> and this. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, nuntet. Nuntet. So, so far we're speaking about the concept of not fooling ourselves that we're really on fire when we're not on fire. Islavus and Israqshus. So the Rebbe, continue, second to bottom paragraph, mm-hmm. All the other stuff you have to work on, this is not what this safer is for. This safer is for detecting real passion and really being aligned with your, with your Rotsam to be close to Hashem. All the other midot, atzlut, kas, gaiva, anava, all these things. That's not what they say for, that's not what we're addressing over we'll here. We're addressing making sure you're not fooling yourself when you think you're on fire and really it's an illusion. Our words here is just how do you start? How does it begin? What's the name of the sefer? What's the first name of the first word of the sefer? What's Haksharah? What does that even mean? The, ka- the Kasha is one word, the Maqsha. What does that mean? Preparing. Hakshara It's preparing yourself to be a bentorah. Preparing yourself. Like on, on kibbutz, right? They call it Haksharah still, right? Is that what they did on kibbutzim? Haksharah. Right? Prepare yourself. Eh, preparing yourself for what? I'm not sure in the Kibbutz. I don't know what. Cheder huh? Koshe, <laughs> right? We're preparing yourself to cons- to be to become a Chassid. We're just speaking about the beginning. The beginning, which everything is dependent on. The beginning of being emotional, of being in, of being on fire, of, of being sensitive. Being sensitive to love and awe, and to any awesome moment of holiness, to be sensitive to it. To be, I feel like that's really one of the mission statements of the shul. Dov is really nudging me. I have to get help put, formulate an official mission statement of the shul. One of the things that has to be in there is is kodesh. You know, you walk into a shul, you walk into base midrash, you can't keep on talking the same way you did a second before you walked in. It's a different... Now, not because, oh my God, I'm going to get punished. It's just that you're walking into a new world. Kodesh. Right? Also with people. To be sensitive. To, to be sensitive to people. To be sensitive to the love that exists between people. To realize, like, you form relationships that when you're working with people in Avod HaShem, to be sensitive, to not say the normal thing you would say, to someone that you weren't really close, to be sensitive to it, in, in an awesome way. L'chem, rak et al tar so we're going to end off here, he says the beginning, of just answering what your tar omet is, what your complaints are. Now what was the complaint that this parak began with? Rebbe, why are you driving us crazy with all this chasidish stuff? I'm learning. I think about Hashem. I don't do averas. Why do I have to start going now and thinking about all these things that I never thought of before and that no one ever told me? I have to think about it. Anyone have that, Shaila? Yeah, I have it almost every day. I'm, I'm shocked you guys don't have this. Shaila. Like, let I mean, me just be a good yid. I, according to the book, I'm good anyway. Even according to the Rambam, probably when I when I when I out you know when I put my mitzvahs and averas on the scale, I'm good. I'm going to be higher over here. So, what do I need this stuff for? What do I need all this stuff? This extracurriculum activity? I'm good. He says, we're, gonna answer, we're just going to answer that question. Because what the Rebbe has told us, and what he's going to tell us again, is that when you get in touch with your neshama, and the neshama hears that, and that question, why do I need all this extracurriculum? The neshama realizes, I have no place in this world. If a person's connected to the neshama, they never ask the question, why do I need the extracurriculum? Because the extracurriculum is the actual... It's not extra. Huh? It's, it's not extra, it's actually the ikar. What's that? It's, it's the ochel, it's the sustenance. But when the person is not connected to the neshama, they could truly ask these questions and come from a very good place and feel, like, I do like, it doesn't feel That's not sustenance, it's extra. It's motarot, it's extra. Gam, bottom paragraph, Gam betar omatcha, you're thinking, why should I drive myself crazy? I have good thoughts. When you're when you're in the shuk, when you're walking through Mach Nehuda, I did yesterday. You're thinking about Torah, and you're actually able to think about pilpulim even a deeper level of just Torah. Uh, with a thought, you're thinking about it already. The Rebbe says you have a mistake. You think that when you're walking around in the world, you're already in the Sugi of always thinking about Torah. But let me tell you what happens. Ki <laughs> hem, there are g'dolim. There are real tzaddikim. Kol Where their thoughts are always in Torah. There are people like this. Aval rak but only with the real Gdolim and their Tzaddikim. You know, I'm mamish on fire right now, because I got to see three G'dolei olam this week. Gdolim. Yesterday, two of them, the night before with Rav Ginsberg. There's no such thing as not thinking Torah. Not thinking Torah would mean pulling a plug by, the, by, by, by these Tzaddikim. There's no life. There's no point to live. These are people, this is all they think all the time. You could see this. Yeah, there are people like this. But only Gdolim and Lo ken ata bachur v'avrech. Third line. Sorry, it's 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 not you. I don't want to burst your bubble, but the Rebbe is saying to the twenty-year-old, to the eighteen-year-old, here. I'm sorry. I know you think you're there. Lo ken ata bachur v'avrech. Not you. Achad dibayit yilecha. I already told you. Al terames atzmecha velotid bayish. Don't fool yourself, and then you won't be embarrassed. en No one sees you but Hashem. There are times you want to force yourself to constantly be thinking about Torah. Gambashuk, also not in the base medrash, right? It's true. When you leave the house, the first few thoughts are: what was the last Sugi I was learning? What Mishnah am I up to? What's the parsha? What's the rashi that turned that really, you know. In the beginning, maybe. But then he says, <laughs> but like sun before the, but like like snow before the sun, <laughs> he says like sun like snow before the sun, your machshavas are going to slowly uh, melt away. Melt away. <laughs> and now that there's the vacancy, <laughs> and when Torah is not going on in the mind, there's a vacancy for a whole world of machshavas. Not necessarily impure, but hediot. What's hediot? So it's not. It's not tame necessarily. Not, it's just not Torah, right? You're making. You're making room. You're making room for for all these things now. This is what happens. And suddenly, you have no control over your thoughts. You feel like you're being bombarded from every single place. You know, about this and that person and this. And this, he's saying before iPhones. You understand? He's saying before you even, like, are really being mushpa from finding out about something else, about somebody else. Just the normal, you know, it's just the normal way we think. This thought pushes that one. One thought strengthens you. Once uh, The other thought, it's just a mabul of thoughts. lefamim the way I understood this was like: till before you know it, you feel like you're in Spain and there's a bullfight, and it's happening in your mind. And there's thirty bulls, and there's one you, and you're in the middle, and you don't have any cape. You know the capes, right? And the, that they that you in the. Have you go? Anyone here been to one of these things? Insane. But he says, And imagine, yid, sweet, precious Yid. This is taking place all in your mind. This marble of thoughts that you can't even begin to make sense of, nor the less elevate or conquer. Now he's saying, this Indian that we're going to be speaking about, it's true, this whole topic, of you know, we opened up a you know that in the in the in the shul on Sundays there is an NA meeting, right? Do you know this ever? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's sick. I have to check this manim again. It's it's you know, it's 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 one of the to me it's one of the most holiest things that happen here. We are gonna start another group called OTA. We spoke about this once, right? Overthinkers Anonymous. I'm chairing every, okay, I'm chairing everyone. Yeah. everyone, anyone else I'm signing up for sure yeah. he's saying, this avoda of, 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 of thoughts, this is okay, this is, this is a much bigger Indian than just this, right we have to go, we have to start somewhere who, what other Rebbe spoke like this, about conquering your thoughts about machshares, there's no one thinking like this Ibn Nachman said a few very, very powerful statements in the Kute Maharan about how you can't have two thoughts at the same time, a few unanimous like that. But speaking like about the Avoda of the Machshava is what the Piyasetzner is really a, a, a championing in. So look what he says. It's true, you need a lot more than whatever we can give you right now. Kilafi she'ita b'zora kadosh u'shar sfarim kadoshim kol ha'ish bahem talui. Like the Zora says, man is dependent on where his thoughts are at. Ule umadze yoter misubachos hen bahish ubahena yitzehara yoter mitgaberchav. This is where the yitzehara comes. You think it comes to tayva? It it hit you before tayva. The yitzehara doesn't show up in the place of pat- lust. What gives birth to lust? The machshava. The thoughts. It's not the yitzharah. oh my Yitzhara showed up today. Where? When I wanted to go and do that. No, it didn't. The Yitzhara came before that. Where did it come? When it came and made your machshavas. It trickled in through the thought. Bidiuk. Ve'la Hashem anu So we're davening. First you have to daven. Shiazreinu, help us. <laughs> Please let us go into greater length. And it's in another place. We should have you know, more time. The Rebbe was, was murdered at the age of 56, I think. Who knows? Give another 5, 10, 15, 20 years what we could have had. You know, by the way, that there were three jugs that were buried in, in the Warsaw Ghetto, right? And that's how we have the Ishkotish and a few other Ksavim, Right? Only two jugs were found. There's still one more jug of the Rebbe's writings that was never found till today. So who knows what's still buried there in the, in the, in the ground of Poland. You got Yeah, they did get it done. They'd get it done. So, I still have, I have to. I gotta give a little remes. I have to give you, I have to drop it. I have to like, Mom, drop a bomb on you right now. A little holy bomb. I got to give you a little warning, a little remez, what you should be very, very careful not to fall in when it comes to the world of thought and how to make sure my thoughts begin to be pure. What a hard job this is. Think about how many thoughts you've had since Shacharis right now. <laughs> that if you took time to illustrate and write down every thought you had till Shacharis, what a Megillah you'd have already right now. Shacharis was 25 minutes ago.
1: Uh,
0: was, <laughs> right. It's so hard, this Avodav Machshava. le Sherotan To straighten out the Machshavas, very hard. But he says, the le-hakiran, kashe even to understand, to get to know what I'm actually thinking and understanding my thoughts is just as hard, if not harder. There's so many thoughts that come and just take us over. And we don't understand if these are Kodesh Lashem, and should I try to have these, th- these thoughts more and more? Or is this Mamish Miyaldeha Satan? Or is these thoughts that I'm having Mamish Ashliach coming from the Satan and I should wipe it out right away? What are the Rebbe just saying here? Eh? We have thoughts sometimes that we don't even know if it's, if it's Kodesh Kodeshim or the, the most evil thing in the world. How could that be? I'm I am i am sure I would know like the difference between Kodesh Hashem or coming from the Satan, no? That's a little bit of a right? I
1: think, I think at the birth of the thought sometimes it's hard
0: to differentiate. Where it could be, you know, a little bit question is where it takes you. Where it takes you, exactly. Right. So here he's speaking about you could tell. You could tell it's harder to tell at the birth, right? Like you said. It's very it's hard to tell at the Conception, conception of it. But you could actually tell a little bit later on, and look at the example he gives. It's an extreme example, but I unfortunately think a lot of us could identify with. All right, mechila for hurting anyone's feeling by saying that I think we could identify with. Okay, look at this. Le mashal yesh she'ein choshev nivlut. So could be that you yourself don't have you know evil thoughts, dark thoughts, naughty thoughts. אבל מין ראות בניבלות איש גרויה זולתו חושש. But you know what the other person's thinking,
1: <laughs>
0: and then you start this, right? And or you think you know what the other person's thinking, right? כama גרויה איש זה. Oh my God. Oh anashim כלו. And kama מאסב אלו ואלם זוהמות. Their actions are so polluted. הני בול פק כAZE ו'כAZE ו'שירו מדדבר. Hashem ישרינו. The way that person talks, Hashem יירחם. And in your thought, this person that's thinking about someone else, All these thoughts and horrible things and illustrations are passing through your world of thoughts, but you don't mishayach you don't it to yourself, because you're thinking about what, other, what, what someone else is thinking about, right? Even though, it, where is it happening? It's happening in your own mind, but since you don't uh, subscribe them to you, you're fine, right? Next page. It's not only what you saw, but then you start to say, listen, if this is what I heard this guy talk about once, I could just imagine what he does when no one's looking. It's all about the other person. Mit he 's krechting over what? Oh, Rabbi how do you create such how could you create such low creatures? How could I be surrounded by people that are so nabo and so low and sometimes you even go into this world of boy, what I would do to this person if I was based in Shulmala, and you start coming up with all these machshavas of punishments of what you think would be applicable to the person. Right? This is the whole thing that's happening in your head, right? It's happening in your head. Muvan me'elav, im so after time, after you have these thoughts, and this is where this is like your, your morning Seder is basically forming a Beisden and, and, and figuring out exactly what you do, right? And all the Psaks that would, would, would justify, is it Skila? Is it, is it chenek? Like, which Mitad din is it really right? And, and it all is like, B'Shem Hashem Elokei Yisrael, because I love Hashem, and I love Him, it's for His benefit, right? It's for His benefit. After a while, what ends up happening? You start thinking, wow, Kalbal look at me, I, I must be very holy, I can't be around unholiness. It's amazing. I must be really like refined, because even in my world of thoughts, I'm so repulsed by what I see. Now it's already what I see, not what I imagine, what I see in someone else. And you come to a place where, said, if you could, you would take the staff and start beating this person. And you would, you would, in such a from such a place of kedusha, you would start to rip this person's hair out of his head. But if I this is obviously from Hillel, right? It's a, it's a play on the words. Ukshani, what is what is what does he say? Mani, right? me. But if it was just the Rebbe is saying now, if it was me, Elu pagati if I would meet this Avrech, while he's having this whole gesheft in his brain, in his mind. Haiti Lochesh lo Lemor, I'd whisper in his ear. All these thoughts you're having about this other person, whose thoughts are they? They're your thoughts. And who are they about? They're about you. That person that you're thinking about, you're thinking about yourself. You want to do all these things, all these, but it's you that's having all these bad thoughts. But because you're holding back, because you're holding back from actually implementing, pulling out your neighbor's hair or whatever it is. So these taivas and these machshavas, they're fooling you. They enclose themselves in what the other person's looking like. Just so that you could be able to think about them without without, um, self-identifying yourself with it, right? Look deep inside of you, -eh. Look inside you and realize it's very hard for you to stop thinking these kind of thoughts. What's the level? Two,
1: uh, I mean, there is a chiv in the Torah of giving masr. And I know you have to do it in a certain way, but it means that you, you only know to give masr if you realize what the other person is doing. You can't always transfer it back to yourself.
0: Right, so Reb Nassim was asked this question, this exact question. Reb Nassim was asked, he says, wait a second, we learned Azamra. What's the Torah of Azamra? Da she ladun adakol adam lekav And it's the Torah of the Nekudas Tovos that I have to find the good Nikudas in everyone no matter what. Ve'afilu hu Rasha says in Resh Peibes, even if the person's a complete Rasha, you still have to find the Nikudas Tovos in them. One runaway Litvak raises his hand in shir and says, wait a second, there's a mitzvah that's called How could this be, right? So Reb Nassim says, you know what? Let's first perfect this Torah and all the other mitzvahs, let's leave that one to the end. Let other people be, be like, take that one on. Our shita is, we're going we're gonna to take this teaching of Nachman, perfect it to the end, and then we'll probably understand how to do tochecha for real. Why? Because what does Rabbi Akiva say? Tamea anir, right? I don't really believe that anyone could actually do musar properly. Why? Because the 99% of the times that people give musar, it's usr. Why is it asar? Because Chazal told us the, 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 the parameters for how a person can give musar. And one of them is, you have to be really certain that it's going to be heard. But most people that give musr are just very certain that they'll be able to say something. As opposed to, will this actually do anything?
1: So say you're in shul and somebody's talking and you think to yourself, oh, I wish this person wasn't talking. From whatever perspective, either it's bothering you or you wish you would understand.
0: Hypothetically, because okay, that never happens, but hypothetically <laughs> speaking, it, happens, right, it doesn't right. happen in shirat, for sure. But, but That's an easy example, yeah. But, th- but yeah. Then, are you saying? What, what are you saying is you're thinking that because you are thinking about talking, which is not. Necessarily true. Not that you're thinking about talking, but that the it's thoughts you have about yourself. You have about, the the you have about the other person. Are really thoughts that you have about are reflecting. They're reflecting something that's going on inside you. Absolutely. As we said next thing. to you, <laughs> right As next to you, you might want to talk. <laughs> uh, no, But also, forgive me, I don't know that that, that asking somebody to please stop talking during davening is necessarily musr. I mean, like it's, hey, I'm sitting here davening, you're talking, you're disturbing my
1: davening, would you mind to please stop talking? Is that Musa? I don't know. Right. But but even if you don't get to the Musa part, it's just the thought of somebody else talking is, from what I'm understanding, is that it's reflective of what you're really thinking.
0: Well, it's not, remember... He starts off by saying, let's say, what he's saying is that when you start to think about the other person talking, suddenly this person in your mind became the biggest man of all, cheats on his wife, and does everything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's saying. No, but that's what he's saying. But I'm saying that's what he says. This is the trick. He says, this is the satan. Just own it. It is the satan. He comes into, your, he comes into your mind he says, Pay attention to this, bad, to this Indian that bothers you about this person. Before you know it, this is what this person has become in your mind. So therefore, the Rebbe says, where do you nip, like, where do you, with the with the ha-machshavot, with the Is like, it has to start in the beginning. You have to catch yourself in the beginning of when you walk around, what do you generally just think about people, even if you see someone doing wrong? Do you really feel that people are good? You know, do you generally feel that people are good? Or do you generally walk around and notice things that tick you off? And then build binyanim of bad thoughts about people. Because he's saying over here, you're a Tamil of Baal Shem Tov? This is where it starts. You're surrounded by Kedusha. You're surrounded by the most beautiful people in the world. Everyone's always going to bother you. It, it says the nature of people is that, like the Kotzke Rebbe said once, it's funny that we're not we're we're not shocked that we don't that no, that not everyone looks alike, but we're shocked that people don't think alike. It's it's like a pele. How could we? How could you not agree with me? No pele that none of us look exactly the same, but we're shocked that our minds are not exactly aligned. And it and it, and it says it gives birth to binyanim of of that are so treif. Yeah, Ari.
1: Worse. Is it worse to, let's say there's a guy, and he's speaking about women, and cheating, and money, and strife, or you judging him? What's the nafka, Mina? Honestly, so, talk, and speaking, speaking is not like the best example. There's someone speaking in that is directly affecting you. But if someone is, is thinking improper thoughts or whatnot, I mean, it's
0: also that also directly affects. We just you just not you're just not right. It's not, but you don't see it necessarily. Uh,
1: okay, yeah. Like, we, like you could learn from Lashon because it's one of the few things that like, you can't choose on, right? Or like hurt, or hurt, like hurting somebody. But um, Bring, so like, bringing bringing a
0: there into the world is an the example.
1: Hashem will forgive the person in two seconds for all of these. Right. But by you judging.
0: By you so building awesome, this building, yeah.
1: Literally be doing the worst
0: action. So, I, again, it's hard to say what's worse because I, I have no in Hashem's eyes. What, what, what do I know? But I think oh, that. He knows, he knows. <laughs> no, I just want to address this with him, but I'm saying, based on the way he's saying it, Azavoto. Leave him. Leave him out of the pic. Can you realize that what. what when he, when he pushes a button in you, it has to do with you. It doesn't have to do with him. A chassid is saying, if something triggers me, it has to do with me, not him. It's easy. It's so easy to always go there and that person. That's so easy and you don't get anywhere. But the Baal Shem Tov's Torah is Hashem Tzilcha al Yad from David Amelech. It's a shadow. Anything that happens, it's always showing you it's, a, it's mechuvan to you. So his Indian with that all these things in his mind, it's not. First of all, we're not based in. We're not going to come up with the right conclusion of what kind of mita this person deserves or doesn't deserve. No one appointed us for that. Um, But you know, even unbased in the stories are that the balei the dayanim were on such a level that they always knew how any case that was brought before them had to do with some kind of tikkun in themselves as well. That's how the real rabbis lived as well. Whenever someone came with the shayla, they, they came and they said, okay, so I have to find this nikuda in me. And the Baal Shem Tov's whole thing, and that's what he's trying to reintroduce to us, is all the triggering that's around you. Maybe he is doing all these things, maybe he's not. But when did it become you're, you're based in? Wait, wait, one second. Shaul wanted to say something, and then Rebbe Michal, yeah?
1: I was just going to say that, thinking about what's worse is part of the problem, because that's, his problem is his problem, my problem is my problem. So the fact that I'm just thinking about him in a negative way is a me thing, and I have to, whatever, this, you can look at people's bad from here to tomorrow, you're never going to, you're never finish, and you're never going to be satisfied, the only time you're actually going to be, you're going to have any type of uh, satisfaction or, or anything like that is if you only look at the good. But what that guy's doing and me thinking about that, that that's my issue of me thinking bad about him.
0: It's your Indian. It's, problem. it's problem. your problem. It's, it's your problem. Workforce. Yeah.
1: What strikes me about this is
0: that this uh, Albert, um, is thinking about his other guy, not in order to rehabilitate him, Right. but right. to destroy his character. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, it's one thing if, if, if he was thinking about, oh, this guy's thinking bad
0: thoughts, I, I need to approach him and I can get to him, I'll get him to do tshubah, but that's not what uh, Mohamed is talking about here. He's talking about only the character assassination um, and
1: and projection that uh, his own thoughts, or the other guy's thoughts, but that's secondary to the fact that there's no corrective action that this person, this agar has
0: taken. And, And further... This avodah, well, exactly what you said, is what we do with ourselves. How often do we have thoughts about character assassination to ourselves? What kind of thoughts are you thinking? What, about your, Now it's just about you. Let's say, like later, forget about the other person, he's not in the room. Are you rehabilitating yourself with the way that you think, even when you detect something that's off? And this is the petach, he says, for basically, when you detect this, when you can, this is what he's, he was so before his time, or in his, or beyond his time, when you could detect the type of thought that you have, whether it's bone or Machriv, and this becomes something that, you, that Baruch Hashem, you've really incorporated into your being, <laughs> Baruch haba to the world of the Baal Shem Tov. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. It's so beautiful. It's so inviting. It's so. Uh, who wouldn't want to be able to... You now, you can't control necessarily every single thought that comes in, but you could learn how to filter them. And he spoke about this in Bnei Machshav as well. Yeah, I love it. it
1: is, is also what he's saying, and this is something that happens day in and day out, when especially with loved ones. Like, the, their shortfalls bother you, and usually when, what bothers you most is the shortfall of yourself that you're seeing in them. Like, if somebody okay. is not doing something, and you, you you're, I don't know what there's a psychological term. Right,
0: transfer, right. Transfer, transfer, yeah, transfer, yeah, yeah. Where you're yeah. essentially, yeah. You know, that, is that what he's saying? You know, I, I, I'll tell you, you tell me, I'm going to tell you something. I had I a Torah like this. <clears throat> it's my favorite Torah until someone ruined it for me for three years, and then I rebuilt <laughs> No, I rebuilt it. It took me three years to rebuild this one. Listen to this. It says, in, in the end of Bereshit, basically, the Zohar says that the God created many worlds and then he destroyed them, right? Now, if you learn Parshish Bereshit and you take out the last Pasuk, you're certain that that's exactly what's going to happen in this world. The last few psukim and beresh have terminology of God was sad in his heart and regrets that he created any of us, right? And then there's a pasuk that saves the existence of the world. Five words. So what is, what is that? It's that noach matzachin is the reflection. Noach and chen. Right, it's the, is the reflection of the word of the word Noach, right? Mm-hmm. So v'Noach Matzah chayin be'enei Hashem means that there was one person that when Hashem looked at him, he saw himself, and there was one person that when they looked at God, they saw themselves, and that's what kept the keem of the world. So someone someone said to me once, "When I see me and my kid, I want to jump off a building."
1: <laughs> right.
0: I don't know how that Torah works for me so much, right? But the ideal should like the ideal should be when it comes to parents and children, that when when you see a part of you in your kid, first of all, it's not about you, Hashem created you. First of all, you didn't create yourself. So it's really a part of Hashem that was through you that continues in a shell is down down there. So is that a good thing? Ideally it should be. That's why it really starts with self, like to stop the, the, char- the self-character assassination. Is that what
1: he's saying, is that what you're seeing in, in the other person is
0: your shortfall? <clears throat> oh, one million percent. Okay. <laughs> one, a hundred percent. Now, it's not, it may not be exactly your, it's not exactly, your, your shortfall is that you, that you went all about him and you didn't start thinking about you. Rabbi Shlomo said it the greatest. When you're walking down the street and you see someone that's so ugly, gevalt, are you ugly? That's what he said. Because if you could see such ugliness in someone else, that is Hashem saying to you, you know that there's, you know, you have ugliness in you, because if you didn't have ugliness in you, you, see beauty, you, know? you would see beauty. You would see beauty in everything. So we should be zolchet to, to get that one, really, really on, like walking down the st- whatever it is, Hashem, we have Rahmanas on us on our thoughts. And we'll pick this up, Izrat Hashem, on on saying, uh, on Monday. Could we say one more thing? I think you mentioned the like three level of uh, that when, um, and, uh, when he's saying it's you. The way that you judge other people, the you way know, get judged. So essentially, the way you create judgment in the world is happens to you. To judge. know, so who judged you? You're literally creating judgment for yourself. Right, and who and does you, that? So that? You. you. Right, exactly. So that's a good level. You're your own shofet, you hang you hang yourself. Yeah. Khalila. So that's the thing when you're saying it's, yeah. like, it's you good thing.